about you, but God, to hear you speak, God. Yes. Not just to sing praises, but to truly worship you, God, yes. in spirit and in truth, God. Oh, God, give us that heart, Lord, that yes. hearing ear, and a heart of worship.
Amen. Amen. Turn to Mark chapter 10. Very familiar passage. I was going to preach something totally different and then right before church started, totally changed direction. Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 46. story of blind Bartimaeus. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he casting away his garment arose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your word, God. I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. I pray, Lord God, anoint this word. God, anoint the ears, Lord, open every heart, Lord God. Speak to us, deal with every motive, God, that we would respond rightly, Lord God, to your word tonight. We thank you for your anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. That word Jericho in that passage means a fragrant place. And I want you to know that the Bible says that Jesus went into Jericho and he came out. And I want you to know that you could use that word fragrant place as this church, so to speak. As a place where God has used the authority of this church to speak to us. And to deal with us in every area of our life. But we're still outside on the side of the highway begging how many times has God used the preaching or the singing or the prophecy to speak to you and I? But how long have we been sitting on the highway side begging? How long have we been sitting out there wasting our time on trivial things when we all alone could be there where God is trying to touch us and grant us eyes that we might see? It's not that Bartimaeus didn't know how to ask. He knew how to ask very well. That word begging means to ask for something needed or wanted very much in a very serious and emotional way. It's not that Bartimaeus didn't know how to ask. It was that Bartimaeus had his heart set on other things than the Lord Jesus Christ. And I find that that is the issue with several of us young men in this hour. Oh, we we do have good intentions and and desires to know maybe fully get in one day. But we have our hearts set on other things. Little little bitty fragments of life and areas that are not fully surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. 
And you know what that problem or that little thing is in your life that God is commanding you to lay down and to give up and surrender to him. He knew how to ask. He knew how to cry. He had emotion. He knew how to ask, but his heart was set on the wrong thing. But thank God when he heard that it was Jesus, he began to cry out. And I want you to know how many times does the Spirit of God walk through this church and talk to you and I. He knew that it was Jesus. He had heard of Jesus before. And you know, Mama or Daddy may talk to you and say, Oh, I've heard, I heard Jesus when I was young, son. I heard of Jesus, but I truly didn't cry out when He was passing by the way. And I want you to know that finally one day Bartimaeus began to say, I'm going to cry out in the right way. I'm going to set my heart to do the will of God. I'm going to cry out to Jesus with all of my heart. And the Bible says he began to cry out, Jesus, have mercy on me. That word cry means to produce tears from your eyes. Often while making loud sounds because of pain, sorrow, or other strong emotions. You know, people come in the house of God and you can't hear them pray. If you get two feet from them and they say, I'm praying, I'm, I'm truly seeking God. But that's not what this definition means to cry out, to produce tears and loud sounds because of pain and sorrow. I want you to know when you see your need for Jesus Christ, when you see what you are, as Isaiah did in chapter 6, when he got that vision of God and a vision of the holiness of Jesus Christ, he saw his flesh and how carnal it was apart from Jesus. And I want you to know, that's how you know if somebody really has seen God. When you can hear, you know when there's desperate prayer. When that heart deeply and painfully is begging God for a vision of His holiness. And I want you to know when you see God and when you begin to cry out, it don't matter who tries to stop you. That multitude of your friends may come around you and say, hush now. You don't have to pray that earnestly. You don't have to pray that hard. But the Bible says he began to cry the more earnestly. Thou son of David, have mercy upon me. That has to be your heart's cry if you want to know Jesus Christ. That has to be your desire and your longing. Yes, he knew how to cry. He knew how to pour out his spirit. But he had it in the wrong place for so many years. Sitting on the side of the highway begging. Sitting right outside of Jericho. A good place. A fragrant place. And so many years you and I might sit up in this church house. And just preaching fly over our head. I'm guilty of that too. But preaching just fly over your head. And you never truly respond to it as you should. But I want you to know that Jesus is not just going to continue to pass by your way. Yes, he will be long suffering with you. But one day, mister, Jesus is going to march down that highway past Jericho. Never to be seen again. And your chance to pray through will be gone. It'll be too late then. You wish to God you gave your time to the Lord Jesus Christ then. 
you wish on whatever your heart was set on, getting married, making money, having the biggest, fastest truck, whatever it may be, there's nothing wrong with them things if they're under subjection to the Holy Ghost. But when we let them things take over, like Jordan said last week or, or two weeks ago, the vines of our heart, they're growing over. They're choking out the life that was once there. They're choking out the desire that was in your spirit once. Once you had a fire, maybe once you had a desire, once you had a longing to pray, oh, when you first got right with God, that little burning ember that was lit in your soul, oh, and that little voice that cried ever so still and ever so hard, I want to know Jesus. And you would go outside and pray, and you would dedicate time to the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, but then you got a little older and responsibility began to come upon you. And that voice, I want to know Jesus, ever begin to get so far away till one day the garden of vines would grow over that heart and that desire to know God. And I want you to know the Spirit of God is marching past Jericho one last time. And if you don't lay hold of God and touch the heel of His garment, you may be sitting there begging until your soul ends up in eternal damnation forever. That's what happened with Jeremiah and with Grace and with Haley and whoever it was that left this church when it came down to this little area of their life. Oh, you need to hush up. The multitudes are going to see you crying. The multitudes are going to see you pegging. It's going to be embarrassing for them to see you crying out to God with tears going everywhere and you're blowing your nose and snot. You don't want to reveal that pain. They didn't want to humble themselves. That's what it's going to take. The Bible says God resists pride, but He gives grace to those that are humble. And I want you to know you're going to have to be like blind Bartimaeus. You knew Jesus was coming by. And he knew Jesus might never come by here again. And if I don't humble myself now. If I don't lay hold of Christ now. This may be it. This is no game friend. God was dealing with me when I was praying back there before. We had to preach. And he was just making it real to me. That the only thing that matters Joshua. Is me. That's what you were created for. It don't matter if you go to Baton Rouge with a 1998 Corolla with a push mower. You're laying up crowns in heaven. But, But more than that, the glory of God. I was watching that fire burn out there. And I was just watching the smoke vanish away. And Jesus said, your life is a vapor. It's a vapor. It's going to be gone ever so quickly. Your life is here and then it's gone. Raven Hill said, is is what you're living for worth what Christ died for? Ask yourself that question in your heart. Is what I'm living for? Am I doing the will of God? That has to be something that you know. Am I in the perfect will of God? Am I doing that? You say, oh, it's so, it's so, it's so hard. 
No, it's so simple. This is where I come. Once you humble yourself and you get a vision of God like Isaiah did, all these things begin to fall into place. The Holy Ghost begins to speak to you and you know when you're in the perfect will of God. The question is, will you choose to surrender to the life that you have? Because one day, mister, the enemy's going to come in like a flood. And it's going to take your seat. The thing is, is when you're not under the lordship of Christ, the devil has access to you. Right. He could just bombard you with temptation and lies. And, and that's what happened to Jeremiah and Grace. Go talk to them. Right. They, didn't, they didn't think they would be gone a month before they left. But just like Pat, they were sitting on the side of the highway and Jesus was passing by. But they wouldn't cry, have mercy on me, thou son of David. And the enemy took him out of the kingdom of God. And I want you to know that's what exactly what he wants to do to you and I here today. If we don't humble ourselves, that's what it takes. Humility, brokenness before God. No matter what people say, no matter what they think about you, this is where you come to that altar and bow your knee to Christ. The Bible says when Jesus cried, when, when Bartimaeus cried the more earnestly, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says Jesus stood still. Jesus heard his cry, but it took that cry Oh, of earnest brokenness, of humility. God, have mercy upon me. And that's the same thing that happened with the vision of Isaiah. When he saw God, he said, Oh, wretched man that I am. And the Bible says Jesus took that live coal from off the altar and touched his lips because he was willing. And that's what you have to be willing to let God to touch you in the area of your life that you're holding back. Whatever it may be, you know what it is. But that area is the one area that God is going to grow and prick out until you release it to his authority. But the longer you hold it back, the more callous you're going to become to that poke of the Holy Ghost. I urge you and I, let us have ears to hear and let us put wood upon the altar that can burn incense to Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, that story, the story of Bartimaeus, you know, when we consider it, Later, he, he, he lacked. He lacked what most normal men had. And most of us would say here tonight that there, there is a lack in our life, right? And, um, you know, what was the key to Barbara's deliverance? It was that he cried out to the Lord Jesus. But not that he just cried out, because perhaps there were many beggars that thought or heard they knew Jesus was passing by or even he was passing by. And it might have been like, oh man, I heard that he can heal. I heard that he can, you know, give. I heard that he can take away pain. I've heard of this and that. And they, uh, hey, have you heard about this? This guy, he, he can heal the blind of his eyes. He can make the lame walk. He can, uh, 
healed the leper. But they never would open their mouth and cry. Maybe they did. Maybe they cried for a minute. And someone said, hey, 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 man, shut up. He don't want to talk to you. Oh, okay. And he sat back down. The key was that Bartimaeus cried. He cried with all of his heart and all of his mind. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29 and 13, you shall seek me and shall find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. And if we're going to survive, if we're going to gain in any area that we lack as Christians, in any area which all of us can say we need more of Jesus, amen? I don't mean that we're all in sin, man. Ain't saying that. But I'm saying that we, we, could, we could be more like Jesus. It's right. the will of God that we be more conformed yeah. to the image of Christ. I lack some of more of Jesus. I need more of Jesus. And if we're going, and it's the will of God that we gain that. So to not be in resistance to that, what are we supposed to do? What's our part? It's to cry out. And to cry out with all our heart. And if we lose that, then you can guarantee that. Backsliding is you. Right. And if you, if you ever lose, if you ever lose, if you have it and you ever lose it, you're going to backslide. If you don't have it, you better keep it. Amen? Then we have ears to hear. Because that's the number one thing the devil is asking. Right. I haven't been walking with Jesus for a very long time compared to most you know, Christian men that are older than me that I know, but I've walked with him long enough to know one thing. I'll tell you what, he fights the hardest. That's right. He hates prayer. You right. start praying, you, I'm telling you, it's amazing. The amount of things that will come up and stop you from actually going out and spending time with the Lord Jesus Christ. The devil will fight it tooth and nail. There's a reason why. Because praying, if you'll pray, and you'll get through to the Lord Jesus. It says there's nothing the world has yet to see when a man holy giving to God can accomplish. And a man who, who can talk to God, he can move mountains. Right. And God can use him mightily for his glory. Amen. Praise God. Let's stand here tonight. Thank you. Praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you tomorrow night, Lord willing.